America's classic comic book Archie. comes to life. See how the characters you grew up with have grown up, too. And boy, have they changed. Waka waka. It's Jughead. Aw, honey, honey. Veronica. Hello, Archie. Betty. Archie. And Archie. In their class reunion. To Riverdale. And back again Sunday. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. And I'm Mark. Yeah, you're right there on the button. And this is TV Movie Night. Mark, again, here we are in our brave new world. How are you doing? Yeah, episode two of the quarantine coming to you, people. That's right. Um, it's a multi-part series. Uh, we're getting yes. uh, uh, endowment for the arts funding for this, right? This is like a performance piece we're doing. We're getting endowment for the farts. Oh. They, they like our fart-based humor. That's good. I, I I'm I'm glad that I misspelled that on the application because I didn't really know that there was that <laughs> that office existed, but uh, it's there. Well, apparently, apparently they're like right next to each other too, because I imagine you sent it in and they're like, "Damn it, oh Jim, this one this one landed on my desk." Next for some door. Reason. You're gonna want to go next door. <laughs> you're gonna want to you're gonna want to hold your breath before you go in there, though. Yeah, you'll know it. <laughs> Mark, how are you handling this uh, this uh, crisis, this epidemic? Uh, Andrew, I am crawling up the walls. I am really starting to lose it. Mm. I am uh, definitely coming unglued. I started to just watch TV movies just for my own amusement instead of, you know, the amusement of America. Which ones did you watch? I uh, watched a hard channel, Deadly Honeymoon. Mm. It was bad. Was it was it as deadly as you thought it was going to be? Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's accurate. Oh, okay. As advertised, as it were. They have a series called uh, like the wrong length, starring Vivica A. Fox in a variety of different roles in each one. But it's always Vivica A. Fox. I don't know if she's a producer or something. But it'll be like the wrong boyfriend, and that's about like a girl in high school who gets a boyfriend, but he's like crazy. And then there's also like the wrong doctor, which is I I want one like the wrong podcaster, you yeah. know? Just, he it's got bad you know, bad takes. Yeah, based on a true right. story is what I I think we can get some money off of this. Oh yeah, ripped from the headlines. It, Vivica Fox isn't just playing the same character where she's like John McClane, where she's like, I can't believe that the same bad thing is happening to the same person. No, she's a, she's a different character in every one. Sometimes she's a teacher. Sometimes she's like the the best friend. Mm-hmm. It, it's never it's never a main role. It's always a supporting role where like they get Vivica Fox for five days. You know, yeah. and shoot her scenes and then get her out of there. <laughs> Airlift her out of there. It's like a fall of Saigon. <laughs> yeah, nape my area, and then <laughs> Vivica Fox gets on the last helicopter. Well, we now we also have a, an additional uh, uh, title to add to the Bad Blank series that HBO has announced: Bad Education. Yeah, I I I don't know. I prefer when it's when it's a bad person like bad judge bad teacher bad moms um, that had multiple bad people moms. i don't know i don't know if yeah well bad teacher obviously we all enjoyed that one do you see how bad well, she was a, that's a hoot she was so she bad was very bad i think she gets <clears throat> drunk in class i think yes yes and uh you know now we can now we can add add bad education to it i think this opens the door for multiple spin-offs you know it's like 
you do uh you know bad bad job well there's horrible bosses no well see that's 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 like a knockoff you know it's like Oh. You know, when you see those transmorphers at, uh, you know, at the dollar <laughs> store. Yeah, yeah, the the Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter, but like the stage play version of Harry Potter. See, it's it's not, in, but it confuses grandmothers who think that they're buying the real thing for their grandkids. That's what Horrible Bosses is to the bad blank franchise. Mark, uh, uh, are you yeah. are you hoping that at the end of Bad Education, there is a post credit sequence where bad teacher shows up yes and it's like i'm putting together the bad initiative and then we get a we get a 22 movie multiverse yeah i want i want the bad cinematic universe where it's we get uh that billy bob thornton shows up cameron diaz's bad teacher shows up we get a couple of the bad moms to show up and they're just ready to to wreck like they go to like a pleasantville type uh city and just wreck shit up (laughs) They go to they go to what uh, they go to Disneyland or Disney World skated community. Oh, uh, Celebration Florida, and they yeah they they somehow one of them gets in and then the rest of them they're like we gotta we gotta show this place how to be bad, and it's like I don't give a damn oh. about my reputation. Like that's what's in the trailer. Yeah, that's this is what yeah. I like where this uh, is we going. We should just make this. This is good. I like where this is going. Guys, we're fans. This is our last episode because Andrew and I are doing a very serious project now. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's going to take all of our time. And we've cracked the most of our financial resources. We're shooting this ourselves. We uh, we don't have a pot to piss in, but I think we can get some of these people to work uh, for scale at least because the yeah they're going to be passionate about the bad, you know, the bad universe. You know, I mean, it's, it's it's all. We'll give them merchandising rights. That's that's how we'll pay them. No, I think it's, it's all about the T-shirts. I think it's one of those things where uh, you know it's like Nick Cage was is like we're making the sequel to Ghost Rider because he really liked that character and he yeah. like pushed for it. So I feel like we can go to Cameron Diaz and we're like, what would you say if we could get you to play Bad Teacher again? And she'd say, oh, I I've wished finally there's nothing I've wished harder on in the entire world. And we say, well. It's gonna take a little bit of elbow grease, but I, I I think we can do it, and I, I think you're gonna be pleased. I think you're gonna be pleased at how bad it is. <laughs> well, Mark, speaking of bad and speaking of idyllic places, we're talking about Television Movie Night, your home and resource for made-for-TV movies. Mark and I uh, watched a made-for-TV movie, and we're gonna talk about it at length. We are entering supposedly the month of April, which. Uh, you know, Mark, I felt like it was a time to look. I'll, be- I'll believe it when I see yeah, it. Yeah, when that calendar flips over from 31st to uh, just uh, March 1st again, you're going to say, oh, I knew one. it. I fucking knew it. We are looking back. Uh, here we are in 2020. And I thought it might be interesting to look back to 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Which is a terrifying way to think about it. But the 90s, the early 90s. And uh, what kind of piddle and crap was happening then? For this first movie, Mark, we watched something that I felt like you could easily relate to because of your love of yes. the uh, CW's Riverdale. We watched... And the Riverdale universe. Yeah, the Riververse. The... There's... The, the Unidale. Kate- Pussycats? Riverdale? Yeah. Children of Adventure of Sabrina? One of the characters uh, from Riverdale showed up in that, even though that's on Netflix. Is uh, is Black Lightning um, a part of this? Um, yeah, Arrow. Um, <laughs> Hacker Blonde. 
the, the Michigan J Frog. <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. What I that that uh, Amanda Bynes sitcom. What I think about you. I think, uh, I think reruns of Two and a Half Men. Yeah, I think that's all in there, right? Well, we're watching. Yeah, it's all in there. It's it's, it's, it's like all... the Munch verse. <laughs> Yes, once once somebody has offhandedly mentioned Archie, that means that they're now part of the Archie Riverdale universe. Yes, we watched uh, a little classic from 1990 entitled Archie to Riverdale and Back Again. And we're going to talk about it at length in a segment. I like a call. Well, what do you know? Mark, what do you know about Archie and the Archie comic series? They're generally very wholesome, uh, or at least they were for a very long time. It's not exactly interesting, and they seem to be perpetually stuck in the 1950s, even as they get new technology. Then in the 2000s, they, like, started messing with the Archie universe to make it, like, hunkier in the comic books and maybe give give it a little bit of an edge. Beefier, yeah, just hunks. Like, Um, come on down to Hunkdale. Yeah, it's fresh meat. That's what I call it. I know that there's, I know that there's a lot of, they eat burgers. They eat burgers a lot. Uh, They go to a malt shop. They go to a malt shop, yeah. This is, this is all true. And I know that uh, Betty and Veronica, everybody's a frenemy. There's no, like, distinctive bad guy. Yes, they all appreciate each other, but everyone is kind of a dick to each other, and they're just constantly competing to uh, be the best out of every one of them. Which, I guess, you know, it's like our relationship to um, the guys at Radio Lab. you know, all other podcasters. We're, we're on friendly terms. But we'll cut the them. Brothers. We'll cut them. We'll just, just, we'll run them off the road if we see them. But we'll be friendly with yeah. them out and out and about. We'll wave hello. You know, Mark but Marin. When, Mark know, Marin goes get... jogging by, and we'll say hello. And then as soon as he leaves, we're like, "Man, what a fucking prick!" That guy's an asshole. You know, whenever we're, whenever we have a an, an, an open casting call, and we see uh, the guys from Pod Save America walking mm-hmm. out after us, we're like, "Oh, well, this is fuck." <laughs> yeah, the Pod Johns. We go, "Oh, fuck, yeah. man!" They got they got that Obama backing. All we got is who do we got? And they're like. Uh, we we have former Surgeon General C. Everett Coop. He says he listens once in a while. And we're like, oh, okay, that's not bad. That's a, that's a little juice. I'll take that juice. Mark, Archie Comics began in 1941, uh, originally appearing in a series entitled Pep Comics before being renamed Archie Comics in 1945. Uh, Second worst thing that ever happened in America in 1941. <laughs> And in 45, both things, both terrible things that happened to the world. Also terrible. Very Archie related. (laughs) Uh, Archie was originally based on a series of uh, Mickey Rooney films entitled Andy Hardy, which was basically these like, he starred in these 16 films where he's just some like jerk teenager who has like a minor run in with like, you know, he has to pay for something at school that he wants badly or he has to you know go on a date with a girl and his dad's like here's some advice it it's uh it definitely like embodied small town america and i that was kind of the inspiration for archie archie has been around since 41 and has been licensed to a thousand different uh funny book makers 
Uh, at one point, there was a crossover with the Predator in one series. Um, Archie's been licensed to Christian bookmakers for like Bible par- uh, parables with the Archie characters. Yeah. Even though the creator, John Goldwater, he's Jewish himself, but he felt like the wholesomeness of Archie uh, lent itself to Christianity and Christian tales more than anything else. And um, I think that's probably accurate. <laughs> but the thing with Archie is that it's um, it's just boring, right? Like, it's just, it's just, it's just small yeah. town America just doing small town America things. But they have tried for years to get uh, that... Uh, there's like multiple imprints of the Archie series where there's like a spinoff called Jughead's Time Police, where he's like a police cop in the future trying to maintain the timeline. <laughs> that's a seri- That's a real thing. That sounds good. And then a bunch of spinoffs, like uh, as you mentioned, Sabrina is a spinoff of the Archie series. There's Josie and the Pussycats. Josie Good and the Pussycats, correct? Yeah, there's a bunch of them. So mostly coming, you know, I think television wise mostly seen cartoons, but here we have a live-action adaptation of this. Well, uh, Archie to Riverdale and Back Again premiered on NBC on May 6th, 1990. This was directed by Dick Lowry, Mark. Where do we know Dick Lowry from? I believe he also directed Project Owl. That is correct. Yes, this is this is not Dick Lowry's first rodeo here on TV Movie Night. He directed Project yeah. Alf along with Atomic Train, which I'm assuming we'll have to watch at some point. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, directed the Gambler series with Kenny Rogers, who just passed away recently. And also directed Smokey Gone and the Bandit soon. 3. Smokey Three. is the Bandit. It yeah. is. This was written by Evan Katz, who uh, is actually a very prominent producer. This guy is the exec- was the executive producer of 24. Oh, yeah. Wrote episodes of The Commish and a bunch of other things. But, like, this guy's got some... Got some juice, but this was his first well, can, writing credit can, on IMDb. You can, see, you can see his influence in this movie when um, Jughead uh, is into a chair and rips his fingernails out. Yes. And then a clock goes boop, Archie calls a calls CTU and he says, I need an ETA on that, that the chocolate mall that pops post-haste. <laughs> We all, and then um, uh, Ben gets an eat and Oz gets eaten by mountain lions. Mm-hmm. We, we remember all We that. all remember this. Uh, the, again, these are based on characters by John L. Goldwater. This was starring Christopher Rich, who uh, we've, uh, this is not Christopher Rich's first rodeo here on TV Movie Night. Where do we know Christopher Rich from, Mark? I don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to guess uh, Single Santa. Nope. Christopher Rich played the... Um, ex-husband on Reba, which means that he was the oh. dirtbag coach in Testing Dirty. Uh, yes. This also stars Lauren Holly. Uh, most notable role was from Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. That's right. I was... She plays I, Mary. I, I, had a, I had a huge crush on her, Lauren Holly, when I was a kid. Mm. I would I would re-watch that scene in dumb and dumber where she takes her shirt off and she's got headlights for boobies <laughs> and um I've, I've i've talked to my doctor about it a lot that yeah. was that was when she was like we're gonna go to two sessions a week I think. <laughs> let me just go ahead and write that down yeah go ahead go ahead and clear my thursday please 
Karen Cop- Coppins, who was in uh, another Jim Carrey classic, Once Bitten. Once Bitten, yes. Sam Whipple, who was in The Rock, and he was also in the series Seven Days. You remember this? Do you remember Seven Days? Was the Seven Days the one where each episode is the same day? No. Seven Days is where he travels. He's a time cop. He yes. travels time. Seven days into the past. Yes, right? he can only go back a week, but he has to fix something. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then this also stars uh, Matt McCoy, whose most famous role, at least um, you and I, is uh, Lloyd Braun. Lloyd on, Braun. On Seinfeld. Now, Mark, uh, this was originally... Why, sub- can't you, why can't you be more like Lloyd Braun? <laughs> Another sale. Ding! His phone wasn't plugged in. <laughs> he just liked ringing the bell. Uh, Mark, this was originally supposed to be a TV series that did not go to series, so this TV pilot became this movie. And uh, right. it's interesting to see like what was uh, airing and what was in the theaters around that time that I think may have inspired them to try and go forward with this. Now, this aired in May 1990. Uh, in terms of comic book adaptations, Dick Tracy would be in theaters the following month in June. So maybe they were trying to ride the coattails on that. Um, well, also, Bat- Batman had come out the summer before. That's correct as well. Uh, so maybe it was like the biggest movie of all time. They were like, for... what do we got? Archie? Sure. Yeah. It's it's like a kind of a sexy movie. So maybe like Beverly Hills 90210, which would premiere later that year. So maybe they were thinking like an Aaron Spelling type, like love triangle kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. I, yeah, I don't know how I don't know how they sold it. But the way that they. The, what the movie ends up being is amazingly boring because nothing happens. Well, no, there's you got sexy shots of, of Betty and Veronica and somebody's hinder. At the end, we, sh- we should start off with that. Anyways, let's go through this movie. Let's dive in. We start act one. We get opening shots of idyllic Riverdale, the the setting, the 1950s small town America. We got the malt shop. We got the high school. Everybody is nice and pleasant and not a minority in Riverdale. It seems. Yeah. It, it looks like the, uh, Warner brothers lot. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to tell if it was either with the Warner brothers lot or the universal back lot. I, I don't think this is, I don't think that's Hill Valley. No, I, I don't think, it, I don't think it was, I don't think it's universal, but yeah, definitely it, de- the, also the, the shot where they're driving through town and they literally drive through a back lot where it's like, well, there's, there's the downtown center and then literally eight feet away is a residential street. And then, oh, so yeah, we have a New York town too. Mexican yeah. village. Yeah. The, that's, you know, Riverdale's, uh, it's, it's a. Uh... It's a it's a very diverse city with all sorts of different uh, uh, false fronts and uh, administrative yeah. buildings as well. Diverse, certainly, <laughs> we see Mr. Weatherby, who's the principal at Arch uh, at the at Riverdale. Did you recognize this guy, David Doyle, playing Mr. Weatherby? He looked familiar. I didn't know what he was from. He is. Uh, this is Bosley from Charlie's Angels. Oh, and we also see Mr. Bernie Mac. That's right. Uh, Bill Bill Murray in the first one. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Stewart in the most recent one. Is that true? There's like seven different Bosleys is sort of the joke. Uh, it ends up being Elizabeth Banks. Oh. But. 
Well, d- well, Bosley, uh, Bosley is not Charlie. Is Patrick Stewart supposed to be Charlie? No, he's Bosley. He's Bosley. Because Bosley's like the yes. comic relief. Oh my God! I know who Bosley is. Okay, Tom Bosley. He uh, if you're he was, gonna, he if was if the you're, dad if, on Happy Days. Yes. If you're going to tell me that Patrick Stewart can't make you laugh, then you never saw the Frasier episode where he plays a homosexual. Yes, and he tries to sell erotic cakes on SNL. Yes, I, I'm very aware. All right. They're very erotic. So they're trying to put up this banner because there's a big reunion. The big high school reunion is happening this weekend. We get to. Uh, so that's what that's what's setting the stakes. And apparently, it's the big apparently it's the biggest fucking deal in that there's a high school. Yeah. Your high school reunion was it was it like this? Was my high school reunion like this? No, I didn't attend mine, so maybe it was, and they were just excited. Like it might have been because I didn't go. So we get introduced to Veronica Lodge, who is a pampered, well-to-do woman, and she's calling Mr. Weatherby from Paris. She wants to know if Archie is going to show up. To the big reunion. Does that fall under his purview? Like, does he try to get Archie to be there? Like, the man. Why does he have to answer this question? Well, he he knows things. It's not his job to like convince Archie to show up. Also, I think she should just call Archie. Why is it this guy's fault? I don't know. I I relate characters who are asked to do stuff that is a minor inconvenience. Well, Mr. Weatherby says yes, and Veronica is very excited, and she tells her assistant to uh, book the the book the Concord, take the Concord all the way to Riverdale. You know, remember the Concord? It take like yes, two hours to get super- acro- across the, the the Atlantic Ocean. It was a supersonic jet. Yeah, they don't fly them anymore. Harmful. No. Meanwhile, we're also introduced to Betty Cooper, who is teaching a class of uh, brats, of grade school kids. And at the end, she meets up with her boyfriend, Robert, who is Lloyd Braun, who uh, is worried about going to this reunion because uh, he's worried about this Archie fellow who uh, apparently is still uh, very high of mind, high in Betty's mind, even though they only, they they met each other. They haven't seen each other in like 15 years because at this point, they would have graduated at the age of about 18 now they're all in their 30s, going back to the big Riverdale reunion. Well, we meet Archie, who is uh, played by Christopher Rich, and uh, he's planning a big move to the city to work for a law firm with his fiancée, Pam. They're not married. Pam. They're only engaged. He's selling his house. they're living in sin. Yeah, it's disgusting. He's selling his house in Riverdale as Pam uh, moves out. She says, "I'll, I'll see you over the weekend. Have fun at your reunion. Don't go screwing around on me because, uh, you know, I wouldn't expect you to. But I don't know why I said that out loud. But don't don't go screwing around on me. You know, I'm just, just, just don't do it. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. Uh, then he also goes and talks with Moose, who is a uh, a masseuse chiropractor. chiropractor. Uh, Moose is a all of these characters, except for Pam, I believe, were introduced in the comic book series. Correct. Uh, I don't know what Ron was. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Lloyd Braun would not have been introduced either, but the majority Moose Moose is a character. Uh, he also yeah, Moose goes, is a character. Reggie, Reggie is a character. Betty and Veronica. Yeah, they're all characters. Well, uh, he goes and talks to Moose about Betty and Veronica coming back for the reunion because he's like, "Oh, I haven't seen them since high school. Uh, you know, they're still they're still flames, still thinking about each other." We also meet Jughead, who is talking with what looks like his shrink. But it turns out that, oh, no, here's fun. This is fun. 
Jughead is actually the psychiatrist, but he's he's too busy pissing and moaning about his ex-wife and the fact that he's got to raise his son now because he's divorced from his wife. And, uh, you know, she runs off and she gets remarried, but he's he's got custody of the kid now. Now he's got to go to this GD reunion. Am I right? Uh, and then the the guys, Jughead says, oh, we didn't talk about you, my client. And then he's like, eh, here and here and what a fucking wreck you're like. It only seems up. So, uh, Andrew, we, I, we should be therapists. I, I think our podcast i think the show is operates within like the rules of the dsm5 like no yeah i i agree it's uh if you want to hear just two people pissing and moaning at each other i feel like we should be charging each other 120 dollars each hour that we do this dumb podcast is that correct yeah you and i are you and i are just past 120 dollars back and forth <laughs> depending on who's got the bigger hair up their ass that week they just we just venmo each other 120 dollars we also are introduced to Jordan, who is uh, Jughead's son. Jordan is a bit of a prick. He's a he's supposed to be a rap scallion, but he's just kind of an asshole. And they yeah, he's supposed to be a he's supposed to be a Bart Simpson, but he ends up just being a dick. Yeah, he's just a shithead. And uh, he um, they take the bus out out to Riverdale, and uh, uh, you know that's that's. He, Joe gets a psychiatrist. How come they're taking the fucking bus? I maybe maybe they like buses. Maybe Jughead has um uh, lost his license for DUIs. Oh, and so this is like an under the table kind of thing. No, his uh no his driver's license. He can't take the bus. Oh, I he, see. He has to take the bus. <laughs> well, the thing that we're introduced to with Jughead Dri- is driving while under the driving while under the influence of cheeseburgers. <laughs> You know, we laugh about it, but you can, if you eat enough of something, you can get, you can get drunk on it. Yeah, that's, that's just, that's just science. He loves hamburgers. Uh, The thing that we're introduced to with Jughead is that he's terrified of women. It's just one of his things, but he's like an emotional neurotic wreck, which I don't feel like is true to the comic. I don't necessarily, Uh, necessarily. this characterization of Jughead is kind of shitty and makes him a very unlikable character, but if this went to series, maybe they would fix that, but it just kind of sucks. Archie goes to the local ice cream shop run by Pops, and he talks to uh, the two uh, soda jerks there, who are these uh, two teenage rockers, who I'm assuming were, they're just, you can see that there's like series seeds that are being planted, that these like younger kids work at Pops and would probably be involved in some shit if this went to series, but for right now, they're they're kind of just, Local flavor at Pops. They're just there. Pops talks with Archie, but is interrupted by Reggie, who's kind of the local dickhead, who needs to talk with Pops about business. Outside, Archie is pulled into a limo by Mr. Lodge, who is Veronica's father. Apparently, Mr. Lodge is a a rich guy. He's a rich guy because he's got a limo, Mark. I can tell that you're not a rich guy because you don't you don't have a limo. But if you got a limo, that means you're a rich guy. In the limo, Mr. Lodge warns Archie to stay away from Veronica. He says, I'm a rich guy. You're not a rich guy, even though you're a lawyer. So you're probably going to be a rich yeah. guy. But I don't like your jerk off face. And I don't like you, you jerk off. Stay out of Malibu and stay out of Veronica. And then Archie oh, called, him, called him a fucking fascist. And they threw a coffee fascist. mug at him. 
We have a nice little beach community here in Riverdale. <laughs> I intend to keep it that way. But he says, stay away from Veronica during this reunion. Back at Archie's house, he finds that the door's unlocked and Jordan's in there. He chases Jordan around after he gets sprayed in the face with a water gun and then knocks over some boxes or something. I, again, I, I don't know. There's there's like all of this action, this like kind of madcap kind of sort of romp that's supposed to be in this that just doesn't come across in the staging or no, the editing or the writing. I don't know where the fault lies it's, yeah, it's, in our stars, I it, guess. It's un, it's unmotivated. It, it starts with the writing. It's mm-hmm. unmotivated like this it's yeah it, it just seems to happen like he just chases this kid around for no reason and then yes the thing in editing is kind of boring it looks like i don't know it looks like a guy in his 30s is chasing a child yeah like, i don't I'm not really thrilled about this I don't really care so then uh jughead arrives with groceries and it's revealed that oh jughead and his kid are staying with archie during the stupid reunion. Right. right. Then later, Jordan pours green jello into Archie's bed and then pl- almost starts a fire when he plugs in a faulty toaster that Archie warns him about burning Archie's tie. Which again, what a, what a rapscallion. What a rapscallion. Why, why, why do you even have the toaster? If you know that it blows up, <laughs> that's on Archie. Well, Archie, Archie's, uh, fiance earlier in the movie tries to get him to throw it away, but he says they don't make these anymore. It's a classic, so he's sentimental. Uh, yeah, they blow up. He's holding on to sentimentality, but he also says, "Don't plug that toaster into the kid." The kid says, "Hey, fuck you, old man," and he plugs it anyway, and it blows up and it burns up Archie's tie. Veronica is throwing a mixer at her dad's mansion, and everybody shows up. Uh, she and Betty, you know, they have a gab because, again, they're seeing each other for the first time after 15 years, but they kind of snipe at each other and uh, talk shit about, like, oh, you, your hair. And Betty says, well, I cut it myself. And she's like, oh, mm, mm, I don't yeah. know. Everyone's, Betty, re- everyone's really I mean, just shitty to each other in this movie. Everybody's shitty to each other, but also, like, Betty doesn't push back. I think the problem, like, Veronica, Veronica the conversation boils down to, Hey, you're poor. I'm rich. Fucked. And Betty's like, you are rich. So they snipe at each other for a little bit. And then Archie arrives and he looks over the two of them and he has a flashback to uh, a high school when Archie's talking to Jughead. So here's here's where the rub lies. OK, in their senior year, Archie bought uh, tickets to the prom, but he didn't know if he wanted to take Veronica or Betty because depending on which one he took, that was going to hurt the other one's feelings. So he's yes. stuck in a bit of a divide. Uh, and that's that's the conflict. Mark, did this ha- like I did this happen to you a lot in uh, in 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 high school? You're always like you know stuck in the middle between this this love triangle. You might say that. Um, yeah, it was. You know, if I watch if I watch Al TV. Uh, on CBS Saturday morning, you know, that means I can't watch Sam and Max on Fox Kids because it's on at the same time. And, you know, both of these things are important to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was it was a lot like that. Is, so, you know, I in terms of Archie, you know, I read that it was based on, oh, it's based on this Mickey Rooney series. It's all about uh, small town America and the ideals of small town America. But like. Isn't this just wish fulfillment? There, it's like everyone's like, "Oh man, I wish I was Archie." You got these two hot ladies lusting after me the whole fucking time to the point where they're like about to come to blows about how much they want to to get down with me, and it's like, "Oh, 
Ah, oh, man, damned if I do, damned if I don't, that I have two attractive women that I could choose between. Oh, man, woe is me. And in fact, in this movie, he's got three attractive women because he's already engaged to one. Complete and utter wish fulfillment, even down to, like, there are no minorities in this town. <laughs> like, it's very much straight white male, like, boy, I really wish things were the way they used to be when I was in high school and I thought I was the shit. But also, like, what if I was, what if, like, two hot women were into me and I didn't have to worry about anything? And, like, I mean, that doesn't even, that doesn't even work for Riverdale, you know? Like, Riverdale is a teen sex drama with, like, murders and a paramilitary group that Archie puts together to find the Zodiac Killer. It's seriously one of the weirdest shows around. But does, do Betty and Veronica, like, want to, like, they want to bang him? Yes, but uh, they're they're both in him. But uh, ultimately, like Betty and Jughead become an item. Oh, huh? You think of that? Think about that. Think about it. So when uh, Archie talks to Betty and Veronica, Robert shows up, Lloyd Braun, to lord over his ownership of Betty. He like sidles up and puts his hand around her hip, and he just basically says, "Ah, mine." Not yours. This one's mine, buddy. You can't have them all, Arch. Meanwhile, Jughead's son looks at Veronica and he says, Waka Waka. (laughs) Yeah, like Fonzie. He told the the joke. Yeah, like Fozzie Bear. He says, ah, Waka Waka. No. Waka. He should say Hubba Hubba, right? Because he's basically looking at Veronica and he's like, there should have been a boner noise, and he says, hubba hubba, but instead he goes, yeah. waka waka, very, like, gross, like, slimily, uh, but... <laughs> Lasciviously. I don't think that's the right line. Why would you say waka waka? That's when you tell a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke noise. I I, I wish I had an answer for you. Do you, you, you think the kid did it on the fly, and Dick Lowry was like, fine, whatever? He said that he wouldn't say hubba hubba. He's like, I won't say He's it. A- I won't say it. And they just uh, said, "Yeah, Chuck Hedge Jr. would not say that." And he's like, "Hey, please, you you have to say something." And I was like, I'm, "I feel like I know this character a little more than you do." And he's like, "He's like, look, I'll, look, I'll I'll read it, I'll do it, but I, I'm not gonna like it." So he all the reads that he gave of Hubba Hubba, he was flipping off the camera, even in the wides. Yeah. So they couldn't it use was, it. it. It was a mess. Dick Lowry said, "Get get the get the puppet again." <laughs> When catching up, Archie tells Betty and Veronica that he's leaving Riverdale on Monday and moving in with his fiance. and both Betty and Veronica look crushed over this news. Jordan, uh, Jughead Jr., meets up with Max, who is Moose's son. Meanwhile, Robert talks with Archie about chasing some tail and how marriage yeah. makes him a bit nervous because, you know, he can't be a peahound. He's looking at... Uh, He's looking at Max and Jordan, who are just out there just chasing tail left and right at, like, eight years old. And he's like, ah, to be that young again. Yeah, to be a child again, to be a horny eight-year-old. Just a horny eight-year-old who's just, like, uh, just leering at girls. And, oh, it just, oh, it just reminds me of, of glory days. Yeah. Archie. Going to watch, going to watch the Howard Hughes film, The Outlaw, with my baseball coach. <laughs> Archie frets that Robert isn't good enough for Betty, and he wants to talk with her because he's like, "Oh man, her her boyfriend seems like a real uh, a real scumbag," as opposed to me, 
who my fiance, I told her fuck off for the weekend. So, uh, you know, a little Archie time happening, but uh, this yeah, Robert, now I'm gonna, now Lloyd I'm Braun, two chicks. yeah, Lloyd Braun, this, he's a bad influence. When leaving, Veronica flirts heavily with Archie, and uh, Veronica's father sees this from a window, and he says, well, that's that's strike one, all right? Because he told him, she, uh, he said, don't, don't, he said, it's your, I don't want you in Malibu. Stay away from Veronica. Uh, Andrew, how many times have you and I looked at somebody on set and angrily said, strike one? <laughs> I It's basically every every day on set. We just... There's, yeah, there's. I don't like the way he walks. He's just got a this. Look at this. Look at this. Pa. He was walking around like the cock of the walk. You know, thinks he's getting some fucking laughs. Uh, I don't. I don't like the way this uh, this camera operator is carrying her water bottle. Look at this. Just thinks she's the cock of the walk. Yeah, <laughs> just just yelling at everybody about being cock of the walk, and I'm just nodding my head like, uh-huh. yeah, like yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Just you're out there, just lording it over me. I don't have a water bottle. You have a water bottle. Ah, you disgust me. Uh, you don't. You don't just go down to the L.A. River with a hose and just drink that. Yeah, you think you're better than me? You think you're better than me that you don't just drink rainwater runoff from the overpass? Oh, Miss uh, Mister, uh, I've got health insurance through my union. Well, good for you. Guess what? If I like my doctor, I can keep my doctor. <laughs> I don't have a doctor, and I didn't like him in the first place, so I chose not to keep <laughs> him. My doctor is Doctor Pepper, and I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Veronica says I'm going to screw you tonight. Archie says, "Please don't do that." She says, "See you tonight." He says, "All right, bye." <laughs> he says. Please, please don't do. Oh, just oh, stop! Don't. Yeah, he's he's Willy Wonka, and uh, please don't stop. Oh, yeah. Archie gets Jughead to distract Robert while he goes and talks to Betty alone. They reminisce about the old times. Betty shows off a draft of a book she's working on because she wants to become a writer. She says it's a it's a picture. It's about wrestling. She says she's going to show Archie the life of the mind. That's right. She has an axe in her hand. But uh, Betty says that her publishers say that her writing is too sweet. She's like, it's too sweet. And she puts (laughs) up the big old wolf pack sign. Oh, it's great. Archie also overhears that Pops is getting evicted from his restaurant by Reggie, who apparently owns the building and a gym next door. Yeah. Archie goes over to yell at Reggie about his uh, at this at his gym, and Reggie says, too bad, so sad, but he offers to write Pops a check to move. He says, you tell Pops how, you ask him how long or how much it's going to cost to relocate his ice cream shop. I'll cut him the check to get him set up. So, fair-ish? And it's like, in my Seems mind... Like a compromise? I think it's a compromise. It's more than any other uh, business owner would care to do. Well, yeah, Ar- you, you- in in a couple of days, you think my landlord's gonna be like, "Well, here's the thing: uh, you ain't got no fucking job, and you're out of mo- and you're out of money, but uh, I'll pay your moving fees." Yeah, here, how much is it gonna cost you to get set up at the uh, homeless shelter where I moved all your stuff? <laughs> yeah, here's a fucking cot. Uh, Archie leaves, but Reggie calls Mister Lodge, Veronica's dad, because uh, he's like, "Hey, uh, there's gonna be some additional moving costs because uh, Archie." came here and was raising hell about evicting pops this uh this apparently is strike two to uh veronica's dad which again i'm 
a bit confused as to like why he's so mad yeah, about why, this. Why does why does Mister Lodge want to do this? Because if if Reggie is just trying to expand his gym into the next space, which is what he claims, then I understand the motivation for that. But I don't understand why Mister Lodge wants to kick Tops out. I also don't understand like this is as close to conflict, I guess, as we're going to get in this story. Yes. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm interested. Like, at least something's happening. Somebody <laughs> wants to do something, and somebody else wants them to not do it. I don't know why but they're then, doing this, but they are. Yeah. Jughead offers psychology to Archie, while Archie complains that he's going to do something for himself. He's like, look, everyone's been telling me what to do since high school, which I don't think is true, because it just seems no, like... I don't think that's true. He's just... It, it seemed like he was just big man on campus, just acting like a fucking fool the entire time, drinking uh, milkshakes and eating hamburgers. However, fucking, later... <laughs> fucking ahead. walking around with a water bottle. Yeah. Yeah, shit, Archie. lording it over me. You, you, fuck you, Archie. Fuck you. You know, you're wearing a sweater sweater vest that says R on it. Huh. I wish. I wish I could afford an R. Later that night, Veronica sneaks into Archie's house uh, and uh, with the hopes of fucking... But uh, Archie talks her out of it because he says he's engaged. Yeah. She shows up in Langaree, you know, and uh, she's like, let's screw. And he's like, Ugh. Uh, no. no, I guess. Again, I'm Archie. <laughs> Mark, this, this is high school to a T for you, correct? That like ladies were always like sneaking in through your window and they're like, let's bang. And you're like, ah, oh, no, I got to rake the no, leaves. I- I, I gotta watch Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> I see, be like, you, I've seen it they'd before. They'd be like, you can, you can do both. And then I, I think, and then, nah. Like, it's kind of a, kind of like me time that I do when I watch the show. So, I, I don't know, it would be weird. You know, and you might laugh oh. at jokes that I don't get, and then I'll laugh at jokes that you don't get, and we'll have to explain it to each other while we're fucking. Like, it's weird. Yeah, it's I'd rather not. No, but this is definitely, you know, a high school reunion experience that I think everybody can relate to. That's right. You know, you're the you're high you're... school, the, the hottest girl in the school shows up and is like, oh, hey, you're older and fatter and poorer Gross. than when you were a kid. Yeah. And uh, you seem like a piece of shit. But uh, <laughs> hey, I'd love to fuck you. Yeah, let's get down. And you're like, I guess. Take a number, yeah. lady. Am I right? Meanwhile, Jughead's son is uh, on a ladder like uh, Bluto from uh, Animal House watching through the window. Uh, yeah. Archie pushes the ladder over when Veronica's not looking and nearly kills this kid. So Arch, uh, that's uh, fun. With malice of forethought, it seems to me. Yes. He's Archie's like, like I'm going to break give, this kid's fucking neck. Give me a second. I need to murder a child. <laughs> She's like, fine. She's like putting in her... Uh, Putting in birth control. She's like, all right, we'll hurry up. Her diet, her, her, her aspirin. She's aspirin to kill me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I took birth control. I got aspirin right here. <laughs> when Veronica leaves, her dad is outside in a limo tailing her. He says, strike three, and he instructs his driver to make sure Archie never sees Veronica again. I, here's your setup, everybody. Act two. Archie vows to find a loophole uh, to help Pops in his... Uh, a disagreement with Reggie. Meanwhile, Jughead's son looks at Betty's hinder while she's playing tennis. 
This is weird. I don't like how they've written Jughead's son. Is this like horn dog? It it just feels odd because the kid's like nine. Uh, yeah, it's bizarre. He's a, he's like an asshole and he's creepy, but uh, he like rolls a tennis ball to Betty and she bends over to pick it up. And then he's like, yeah, like thumbs up, like eyes over the sunglasses kind of look. It's weird. And, um, and she realizes what happened and she's like, oh, you, oh, oh, Mac. Boys, boys uh, will be boys. Boys will be boys. We're, I don't like, yeah. I don't like norm, this normalizing habit. We, this, this is, boys should not be boys, you know, like this. Am I right? I, I'm not. A, I'm not in favor of it. No. So, so was, is is like the sexual harassment. Should, is is the sexual harassment part of this? Uh, from uh, is like is that also what happened in the 1950s? Is that like part of the idyllic uh, Riverdale setup? Probably, yeah. Women, yeah, women. You know, it was the good old days when you could wolf whistle, and a woman accepted the compliment. That's a compliment. Of like she should, she should like just serve up a. 70 mile fastball to this kid's head right yeah she, he's on the baseline she's like all right watch this breaks his toe just shooting it yeah, right at his whoops. foot during tennis veronica tells betty that she went over to archie's for fucking but it didn't happen however she says i'm not gonna chase archie all right you do what you want but you know archie talked to me uh apparently you know it's not gonna happen but uh it's pretty clear that both betty and Veronica don't necessarily believe this. They're gonna they're gonna chase that D all the way to hell and back. Yeah, that's what it should be. <laughs> yeah, chasing the D to hell and back, a Riverdale story. <laughs> <laughs> At the local judge's house, Archie says he tells the judge that he's gonna find some kind of uh loophole on this eviction notice, but the judge says, Well, it's Saturday and it sounds like Reggie's case is pretty airtight, so good fucking luck, dickhead. At the library, yeah. Archie looks for this loophole, but uh, Betty shows up, and she basically uh, confesses that she was uh, jealous that Veronica showed up to try and screw Archie, and uh, it's pretty apparent that they still have feelings for each other. But there's a flashback to high school as Betty tells Archie that uh, if he didn't want to take her to the prom, if she wasn't the first choice, then they weren't meant for each other. So, yeah. Yeah. Archie leaves the library with Jughead, Jughead's son and Moose's son in his big old red Cadillac. But uh, it turns out that uh, Mr. Lodge, when he told his driver to make sure Archie never saw Veronica again, that meant murder because uh, he cuts Archie's brakes and uh, there's a madcap, hilarious, hilarious car drive, crash Drive scene. around the back lot. Yes. We see there's the commissary, the Riverdale commissary. There's the Riverdale human resources. Um, the, the Riverdale park, the parking structure. <laughs> yes, there's the Riverdale uh, poster for L.A. Law. There's Andrew drinking from the river. <laughs> like, get a fucking, get a fucking job, Arch. Some of us got to, we, we got bills to pay, rivers to drink out of. So yeah, this is all supposed to be hilarious and fun. It's just a car driving around in circles, hitting stuff. Yeah, and, and they, like, they scream I, and they again. crash into stuff and. It's like, okay. Eventually, the car ends, comes to a final stop, crashing through the front window of Reggie's gym. Well, uh, this car crash forces the court to convene as uh, the judge realizes he's like, well, I don't want... Uh, this seems like maybe there was malice or intent in this. And Archie's like, no, man, my brakes got cut. But he's like, no, man, we're all going to, we're going to court. So Archie and Pops yeah. 
are facing off against Reggie at Saturday at court, trying to convince the judge that he needs to stay of this eviction. Reggie says, look, the contract's pretty clear. As the owner of the building, I can tell him to leave when I want, and I'm telling him to leave. But it turns out that Reggie isn't the only one that owns the building. In fact, he's a minority holder, and it turns out that Mr. Lodge, Veronica's dad, is actually the owner of the building and of Reggie's gym. Archie, on the other hand, uh, his argument is basically like, I don't know, people seem to like Pops. Um, it's been Yeah, be for- nice to Pops. We we Come all on. we like the shop. Leave the shop f- alone. Like uh, Riverdale's fine. What do we need? What does he? What what do we need? A bigger gym? What are they gonna put in there? An orphanage? Fine. Really? Oh, we we don't need an orphanage. You can start letting in orphans. You know, where where does it stop? Where does it stop? That's what I've been saying for years. Well, um, apparently this, like, mealy mouth, like, maybe you shouldn't do it. What about, you know, uh, sentimentality is enough to convince the judge to be like, uh, I'll think about it, which yeah. in any other court in the land, he'd be like, no, man, what are you, what are you doing? Go. No, we're done. Pay, pay his window and tear down that ice cream store as soon as, as possible. I walked by that place. It's got a C in the window. All right. Not even a B. But, all right, I guess in this town, the judge is also sentimental. I, I guess, yes, yeah. He's like, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I also chased a lot of pee at uh, at Pop's place. I, I do yeah, remember Pop, this. Yeah. Outside, Robert and Betty, however, get into a fight regarding Archie's sentimentality speech because Betty's swayed by this, and Robert's like, this sounds like a bunch of bullshit. Like, this place is a fucking, like, Riverdale sounds like a ghoulish place to live, but everyone is clinging. Yeah, this, is a, this is a fucking madhouse. If if Archie gets his way, then, like, no one has a right to private property, basically. Yeah, if we liked it and it was good in the past, it shouldn't change. Like, that's Archie's argument. And it's like, well, what about, like, the civil rights movement? What about, yeah, what about progress? Yes, or, like what about he's like what about what, a new business owner? Like what like, about the person that owns this place? Doesn't he have that right? I think this is bizarre. We've been this better not work. We've been using typewriters for years. Why would we put the typewriter factory out of business? I don't understand this. It should stand. It should be there. We should be making typewriters. Veronica goes home and yells at her dad, who doesn't budge on this. We're not really clear. It's not really clear as to why. Uh, Mr. Lodge is so dead set on getting Pops out of uh, this establishment to expand the gym, maybe. But, like, the guy seems loaded enough that he could probably just go buy a bigger gym uh, business front because Riverdale seems like a one-horse town with plenty of places to slap this shitty little gym into. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, Pops, like, Mr. Lodge should know that, like, Pops stands on oil or something. You know, the shop is under a like yes. gold mine or something, <laughs> and that's what he's trying to get. But there's no explanation whatsoever. It's like, or he could just hate pops. That's fine too. But but we, we should we should establish exactly. We should establish it because now it just looks like he's an asshole because he's an asshole because he's got money and it's like, well, fuck you. And I that's understandable too. But then you have to like make him like cartoonishly over the top evil that he's got fucking money and uh, yeah he's a bigger prick because of it, but instead he just has a, he just has this weird ax to grind to get pops out when there should be some reasoning other than, I don't know. I, I want a bigger gym, which he doesn't even say. He's just like, ah, no, I'm I'm not you, Veronica, you can do whatever you want, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to my guns on this one. 
She yeah. she leaves with Archie, and Veronica's dad tells his driver to try harder to dissuade Archie from seeing Veronica. Meanwhile, Veronica and Archie go off and discuss old times, and we see a flashback to Archie asking Veronica to go to the prom the day of the dance, and she says no. She says that she's moving to Paris. Archie, however, promises right that he's... Right now. Yes, she's like, this very minute, we're at the airport, and he looks up, and there's a... Uh, there's a plane taking off. He's on the runway. Archie promises, however, that he's never going to leave Riverdale. At the local Pickham junkyard, uh, Archie wonders uh, about going with either Pam, Veronica. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's like, oh, shit, I got a fiance. That's right. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. It's only been 18 hours, and I'm already thinking about cheating on my fiance. Ooh. If there's like a long girls weekend that she has, uh, it's going to get rough. So he wonders aloud if he should go with Pam, Veronica, or Betty. His feelings for all of them. Jughead is no help. However, at the junkyard, they find a bunch of stuff that was from their old high school, and they wonder aloud why anyone would want to get rid of this. Again, this movie's all about hammering nostalgia and about hammering yeah. sentimentality, sticking to things that you had as a kid. Because it's old shit. Like, why, <laughs> why would I want it? It's, it's old. I don't need a jukebox. I don't need... A- he finds like a leather helmet. And it's like you don't play football. Why? Why keep it? Because you know they don't make them anymore, Mark. We need this. We need it. We need. We need everything that we had. Yeah, because, we need a reminder of where our you know where our roots were. Because it doesn't give. It doesn't protect you from CTE. That's why, Archie. No, man. No, we just we you know why did things need to change? That's what I say. Things don't need to change. Things should stay the same. Change is bad. Don't don't make changes, Mark. You're perfect the way you are. That's what I say. Oh, Keep doing what you're well, doing. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. This is what this movie is talking about. You be you. As long as you're chasing that D, that's the way to do it, okay? Yeah. At Archie's house, he finds out that the new owners are moving in now, apparently, due to some <laughs> contract slip-up that's like, Mar- Archie sounds like a shitty lawyer if you didn't realize that he has to move out today. Yeah. Archie's just sort of an idiot. He's kind of a, just a big fucking dumb screw up. And it's like, it, 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 which makes it even more baffling that all these ladies are like falling all over themselves to fuck this guy. When he's like, can't find his ass with two hands. He's like, oh, I'm homeless now. <laughs> yeah. They're like, so hot. So Archie has to move into the local hotel at the local park. However, Jughead talks to his son, and he's uh, he brings up the fact that he's concerned about running into Big Ethel, who is a character in the uh, Riverdale Archie universe that is constantly lusting after Jughead. So she, yeah. so is everyone in, in Riverdale just like man crazy? Is that the idea that just like that that none of the men, all all these men are like. Uh, fine angels but it's these ladies that are just constantly lusting after them it doesn't matter who it is is that what this is is that what riverdale's all about along with finding the zodiac killer well i think archie comics in a big way is like yeah it's it's about how first of all men are not sexual predators it's the women's fault Mm. i think is what the comic books are saying Mm -hmm. and then the show yes everybody wants to fuck archie and Everybody wants to fuck everybody in that show. Uh, to the point where season one starts with Archie having sex with Miss Grundy. Mm-hmm. And the show is very... 
very much in favor of it. <laughs> and you're like, it's like you're like, all oh, you, right. Yeah. It, it gets so weird and gross because Archie is supposed to be, I think, 15. Mm. But obviously he's played by an actor who's in his 20s. So you're like, oh, I, you know, it's fine. It's whatever. But if you've ever seen a 15 year old, you're like, no, you're this you're is, a child. This is this not is this is not right, Miss Grundy. This is not this. It's you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah, this will not stand. Meanwhile, a little girl waves hello to Jughead's son, but Jughead doesn't want to talk with her, leading Jughead to believe that his son has the same crippling fear of women that he does. That he, I have, right? No, that he does. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, that uh, Jughead has. Uh, yes, yeah, yes. Cut, cut this. Cut it. Andrew. Uh, yeah. Burn the tape. Yeah, I'm going through a tunnel right now. Uh, I'll, I'll have to call you back. Uh, in order to break the ice, Jughead decides, in all of his worldly wisdom, to do a rap version of uh-huh. Sugar Sugar by the Archies. Now, Mark, this yes. is, in my mind, this is the main event of this entire show. What did you think of this version of this song? Uh, Andrew, as much as I hate to say it, I have had it stuck in my head for days. <laughs> something about it, something about it became an earworm. And like, first of all, Sugar Sugar, for those who don't know, number one song of 1969. Yes, it was a uh, huge, huge hit for this fake band called the massive, Archies. Massive, unbe- unbelievable hit, like, in the same year that, like, Give Me Shelter and Papa Was a Rolling Stone came out. Mm-hmm. So like songs that play when you're when you want people to know it's 1969, just blown out of the water by this cartoon band. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Andrew, this is how my father taught me to get over my fear of women. He was like, "Just go, go rap." Go, and I was like, go, "You got it, Dad." Go do a rap, and you said, "Can do." And you went outside, and you had like. It was the night Chicago died to the music of um, White Lines. Oh, yeah. And so you're doing like a weird funky robot, and everyone just thought you were having some kind of episode. And you said, now yeah. now the women love me. Now I'm now I'm attractive. This, this scene is definitely where this show started. They, it's, it's like a goosebump. You start at the end. With this one, they were like, all right, so Jughead's going to rap. How do we make everything happened so that we get to that point how do we do a rap a, a shitty 90s rap version of sugar sugar all right because it kind of comes out of nowhere as well but uh, uh uh yeah this is this is the real this is the main event folks and we get it before act three so you kind of have to so just I like settle in and just slide through the rest of this back at court uh, andrew andrew are we gonna play some yeah let's um Let's go ahead and just, uh, we'll drop it in right now. Yeah, ho! Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. <laughs> and you got me. <laughs> Sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. <laughs> and you got me rocking you. Break it down with the When I kiss you, girl, never knew how sweet a kiss could be. Then you laid your ever-loving stuff on me. Break it down for me, fella. I'm gonna make your life so sweet. Rocking, moving, shaking, and stuff. I'm gonna rock the world complete. Rocking, moving, grooving, say what? And uh, yeah, now you're you're all part of the cult of Archie. That's you've been indoctrinated. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Good song. 
Uh, Andrew, we're led to believe that this works. Yeah. Because the girl is, like, smiling, but then they just walk away. Well, this is also supposed to show bonding between Jughead and his son, because they give each other a high five, and it's like, well, apparently Jughead and his son now relate to something, because he showed him, you know, here's this old fuddy-duddy song from the 60s that they sang, and here we are in the hip-hop rapping 90s, and, you know, the old stuff can still be as good as the new stuff. Am I right? Better even. Better even, but do we even see like this girl again? Like, did it? Did no. it work? No. Did it? No. It, no. It, it's like just rap at a girl and then walk away. That's it, right. Be mysterious. Be unobtainable, in, like Archie. <laughs> it's insane the like lack of consequence or any sort of like cohesive action in this entire script. Back at court, Archie loses his case because the judge was like, "Oh, I looked. I thought about it, and I was like." Oh, that's right. You're it's this is all horse shit. No. Yeah. So Pops uh, is going to get evicted. Reggie tells Archie that if he can convince Veronica to date him, he'll try and convince her dad to back off the eviction. But Veronica comes up and kisses Archie on the lips, and then Reggie tells Archie to fuck off. You know, again, so again classic high school. Again, I hate everybody. I hate every person in this show. Act three, Pops tells Archie thank you for trying and wants Archie to have fun during his reunion. So that means that they go to the local carnival and basically play broom ball with some go-karts that uh, seems like it's kind of fun. You know, they're hitting balls into a goal while they're riding around. It's almost like like a polo also as they're hitting these balls into the net. But Lloyd yeah. Braun and Reggie have a bone to pick with Archie and basically crash him into the net and uh, fuck up his neck. Betty and Veronica are both very worried about Archie, but uh, Moose comes over and realigns his spine, and apparently he's fine. This leads to an argument, though, between Betty and Lloyd Braun, where she's like, you're a real piece of shit, you know that? Because Lloyd Braun's like, this place is a madhouse. You and I are dating, but it's very clear that if I if I blinked for a second, you would go and just bang Archie. Am I wrong on this? Yeah. And then and she's like, yes, but you're... You need to understand that. You need to be okay with it. <laughs> but Lloyd Braun does it in kind of a shitty way, but at the same time, like he's legitimately like it's pretty clear that you still have you still hold a very big torch for Archie. And if this is going to be a long term relationship between you and I, like that's an issue, right? Yes. Archie goes back to his hotel. After Betty is told off Lloyd Braun, she shows up at Archie's hotel and she's like all right, I'm ready to bang. Let's bang. I know you're engaged, but we're going to fuck. I'm going to get in the shower. We're going to fuck. So take your pants off. I'm going to go get that shower nice and hot. She goes into the bathroom, closes the door. There's a knock at the the hotel door. That's Veronica. Veronica's like, hey, I thought about it. I know what you said before, but we're still going to fuck. So I'm going to go. Oh, you got the shower on. That's great. I'm going to go get changed into something nice in your closet. And uh, we're going to fuck. So just be ready for that. You go ahead and take your pants off. It's going to be great. So then we get, we get this like uh, uh, is this, open. Is this, supposed to be, is this supposed to be funny? It's I, supposed to be funny, right? I did laugh at kind of the, it, there's like a the snappiness of we, ha- we hold on a wide and we see doors opening and closing as Archie's trying to hide Betty from Veronica and Veronica from Betty. It's very like noises off. Uh, like kind of Frasier theatrical staging, you know, this like yeah. one door opens. And as soon as that one closes, the, the other one opens. And now there's another entrance. 
Well, with right. both the girls in two separate rooms getting ready to screw Archie, there's another knock at the door. Turns out Pam, the fiance, has now shown up as well. Archie says, um, uh, I have to burn down this entire hotel, uh, so let's go. <laughs> We're just going to go. We're going to leave. They get in the car and they leave. Betty and Veronica come out of their respective rooms and realize that they were in the opposite rooms from each other. And they realize we have to talk. All right. We've been chasing. Yeah. We've been chasing that D so hard that we realize there's a, you know, there's a sisterhood here of the sisterhood of the traveling D. It always fits. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> huh? Am I right? Yeah. You know, the 90s. At Pops, Archie frets about all of this, all of his past, and he's like, oh, this Riverdale thing is crazy, and Betty and Veronica, and et cetera, et cetera. And Pam basically holds the same idea that uh, Lloyd Braun holds, where she's like, what are you talking about? Like, you're moving in, like, 16 hours to go do something with your career, and we're engaged, and there's a big city, like, this one-horse town horse shit, like, leave this behind. You don't you don't need any of this. Like, maybe come back when you, you have kids, but, like, no, no, don't stick with this. Yeah, you've outgrown it. There's no reason to stay here. Yes, you're only stunting yourself if you decide to, like, stick to it, because, like, you, there's, no there's no fulfillment here. You're just going to be grinding and spinning your wheels the entire time. Archie's not swayed by this, but Pam is also, like, Hey, I got a better idea. I'm going to go with you to the dumb dance to see who these fucking Betty and Veronica ghouls are that are constantly lusting after my fucking fiance. Because I don't trust you to keep it in your pants. And he's like, yeah, with good cause. <laughs> you're a straight shooter, and I can't fault you for it. Yeah. No, you're right. I can't. Meanwhile, Jughead takes his son to go uh, see Big Ethel because he's like, look, I think maybe this fear of women started here in high school. Maybe if I go talk to her and confront her, maybe I'll feel better about myself. Well, door opens up, and it turns out that Big Ethel, she's hot, Mark. Did you see this coming? Oh, my God. Uh, yes, I did see this coming. Yeah, pretty pretty apparently. Uh, she, uh, Ugl Go ahead. Ugly duckling. She's hot. She's into Jughead. She's like, hey, I'm into you, and I'm into your son. <laughs> let's all let's all have sex in the hot tub and you're like what is this what show am i watching what what is like yeah that's not because yes she's she's in a bikini and she's like i'm gonna go get in this jacuzzi and uh and jughead and his son like there's again this is where you would put in a boner noise and they like chase yeah, after they, like, her both, they like both run and strip off their clothes and i'm like this is this is just upsetting. It's supposed, you know, lighthearted fun. This is what this is what the fifties were all about. Okay, Mark. Yeah, I I guess I don't I don't really even know what what I'm looking for at this point. But sure. Oh, meanwhile, you, we didn't we didn't set this up. Uh, the Archies are supposed to play its big dance. Yes. And I'm like, cool. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Who fucking cares? At the big dance. Betty and Veronica march up to Archie and they tell him, you have to choose between one of us. Meanwhile, Archie's standing there in front of Pam and she's like, yeah, this uh, this sounds about right. Uh, it sounds like you're a scumbag. Like, what, what the fuck's going on here? But before Archie has to actually give an answer that isn't just like shitty waffling, Mr. Weatherby pulls him aside and says the Archies have to perform on stage now. You know, because um, rock and roll, I guess. 
So all of the uh, all the goobers from yeah, Riverdale. But that, that, that like that happens a billion times, which is probably something from the comics, if I had to guess. Like Betty and Veronica are like, "Hey, this is our one plot. Like, pick one of us." And then Archie's like, "Uh," and then somebody else comes over and says something innocuous and it gets them out of it. But like. Teddy and Veronica should be like, uh, no, 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 you're not going to do that. You're going to answer my fucking question. Well, the other thing, the other shitty thing is that Betty and Veronica are in the Archies, so they also have to go up on stage and, uh, you know, play keyboards and pretend to play bass. Jughead's in the Archies, and so is Reggie. So all five of them get up yep. on stage, and they start playing their dumb song. Well, right before this, uh, but at the same time in the crowd, Lloyd Braun and Pam are looking around basically saying everyone here is a fucking freak, but this allows them to make eyes at each other so that they're like, we're the only two humans here. We should probably screw. Yeah, which I'm fine with. I'm like, sure. <laughs> at least somebody's happy. At least somebody's going to screw. The concert gets broken up, however, when it's found out that Pops is standing in front of his shop, Tiananmen Square <laughs> style, staring yeah. down the bulldozers at uh, uh, that are about to... which is weird that are going to tear down his shop. Now, Mark, I'm no renovations expert, but I think if you were to expand a, a, a store that was next to you, you just take out an interior wall as opposed to taking down the entire goddamn building. Right? Yeah. It seems like the plan was to destroy the whole block, <laughs> blow it up. And yeah, just make a gym in Start God's over. in God's cre in uh, his image. So uh, the entire dance shows up to support Pops, and they all link arm in arm. They say, we refuse to move. Meanwhile, Veronica goes to yell at her dad, who's standing by to tear down Pops' place, and she says, take all your money. I don't want another cent from you. You have to decide if you want your money or your daughter. Because if you choose your daughter, then thinking, you can... Yes, exactly. If you choose your daughter, you can continue to give me money. But right now, I'm not going to take your money. This forces Mr. Lodge to back down, but not before uh, his driver gives Archie a present. Bomb. Claiming it to be from Veronica. It turns out that it is a bomb. Even though the, the stand-down alert has occurred, uh, the driver's like, I done what you told me to do, boss. I'm going to murder Archie. And the, <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, I'm going to kill him in front of, like, the whole town. And, and then Mr. Lodge and him have this, like, dumb argue, dumb fight. Yes, because he, he, he pulls out the detonator, and they, like, fight over it, even though he's, like, he could have just been like, nah, man, don't, no. I'm telling you right now, don't, 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 kill, kill, don't kill this man in my name. I said, I don't know, scare him a bit, like, dress up like a bride and, like, you know, force his friends to drive off the road. You don't, you don't just blow them up with a bomb in front of witnesses, you dope. So they struggle over this. Meanwhile, it's revealed that there's a bomb in the package. Archie throws the bomb into the building where Reggie's gym is and then shoves Reggie behind a car. They get in an argument, but Reggie stands up. The bomb goes off, and, you know, he's got cartoons. Takes Reggie's soot. head clean off his shoulders. That's right. Uh, he takes, um, he's got the cartoon soot on his face, and he's like, oh, man, I should have. If I should have listened to you, Archie, you're so smart and funny, and I think I want to bang you. Handsome. <laughs> the next day, Archie and Pam are splitting up, and Pam is heading back to the big city, but it's clear that she's with Lloyd Braun now, so she's pretty okay with this breakup. 
Archie says goodbye to Jughead and his son, but he says that he's going to stay in Riverdale, which sounds like the absolute wrong takeaway to have from this terrifying weekend of nightmares, but, you know, whatever. Archie meets up with Betty and Veronica at Pops' place, who uh, say that they've also changed their plans, and they're going to stay in Riverdale. Betty's going to try and write uh, in Riverdale and uh, teach some kids there, and Veronica wants to stay with her dad or something and something. I don't know what I, I don't, I don't remember is. Meanwhile, Jughead then also shows up and says, I could probably make a killing here as a psychiatrist, and my shitty son is shitty, so might as well let another generation run amok over this poor, terrible one-horse town. Yeah. Reggie shows up as well and somewhat apologizes for nearly getting Archie killed and his gym got blowed up real good. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Collecting the insurance? Yeah. I, I don't understand. But it turns, yes, he's like, it turns out that uh, uh, Reggie died in that explosion. Say hello to Miguel Sanchez. <laughs> they all take a picture together at Pops and that is the end of Archie to Riverdale and back again. Mark, what did you think of Riverdale, your favorite show? It's like Twin Peaks meets Archie. I fucking hated this movie. I think this is the worst movie we've ever watched. You say that all the Uh, time. No, I don't. I liked A Bride's Revenge. Okay, so one. I liked... um, Single, single bad Santa seeks Mrs. Bad Claus. Ooh, okay, so, okay, all right. Let's um, let's keep that to one. Let's keep, right, let's keep so, that one to ourselves. That's yeah. That's more of an Avengers type title, where like they all come together. Um, uh, yeah. I, I also this title doesn't make any sense because Archie doesn't leave, so he doesn't go to Riverdale or go back to anywhere else. Well, no, to, he goes to Riverdale and then back again. You know, no, wasn't when, he always? In, no, he's always in Riverdale. Well, other people aren't. It's not all. I mean, I mean, I guess it's Archie Colon, but I think it's like Archie, not just the person, but like the franchise. I, I guess. Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then I guess it's a play on like there and back again, the, the Hobbit. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what they are name checking. <laughs> Like, big J.R.R. Tolkien fans, uh, so we're going to have to cash in on this franchise pretty quick. Yeah, and like, uh, in like 14 years, 11 years, they're going to make they're, they're going to make a movie series about this. I, I I don't understand any of the conflict. I don't understand why anybody does anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's boring and long. This movie does everything wrong. Uh, I didn't like any of the characters. Yeah. I didn't like any of the jokes, what jokes there were. I just can't believe anybody thought that this was going to be, like, a series. And maybe, I don't, I don't know, maybe, you know, it's, it's, it's always a bad idea if it doesn't work, I guess. So like maybe Sure. I think um, I think they overestimated, like, how pe- dedicated people wanted to be the source material. Like, I get that, like, oh, it's it's the 90s, so we got to sexify it up. But, like, it's weird, the the turns, like, the sex comedy turns that this thing is trying to take. And then on top of that, I know it's like, well, you, this isn't your father's Archie. But at the same they time... They rap now. Yes, this one, they rap, and you get to see Hinders. Yeah, if but at the same time, it is your dad's 
Star Chi because like nothing of consequence happens. Nothing, and, nothing of consequence happens, and also like everybody is isn't necessarily like there are no shades of gray because or there are I, I take that back there are shades of gray, but only to make characters like more likable. Like if you wanted Reggie to be a prick, make him a prick. But instead, he's like, uh, yeah, look, I'll help Pops out. Like I feel bad. I'll help him move. And it's like, well, what does this have to do with this character? Like, if if you want him to, to be a stooge, have him be a stooge. Have someone to root against as opposed to, like, yeah. this Weasley guy that's constant. I mean, that is close to the source material that, like, everyone is, is as you said before, everyone is a frenemy. So even though, like, he's the bad guy in a lot of the plots or him and Archie are constantly, like, at odds, they aren't... Uh, mortal enemies but it makes for a confusing story to tell because it's like oh everyone just seems like they just they don't have a consistent way of uh, thinking or feeling about anything yes their actions are confusing because they don't know what they themselves want uh yeah it's um it's not great i think they were like i i don't know if 50 so let's see if it came out in 45 41 to 45 that would have been 40, 50 years, 50 years from that point to 1990. Do you, I guess viewers at that time, like if you were writing that like 18 to 49 year old demographic probably would have been familiar with Archie. I know Riverdale exists now, probably. but it's not like people were like, Oh, you, you remember Archie now it's back. I think they were basically, they took the cues from it, but it allowed them to do whatever weird stuff they wanted to do with it. Cause there wasn't as such a, uh, a dedication to the source material. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's all, that's, there's, there are some elements about this that are just so strange that they're like, so committed to the source material, but also they're adults now. It's like, well, if you want to do an Archie, if you want to do an Archie series like this, don't have them be adults, just have them be kids again. And maybe even have it be set in the sixties or whatever. Or, you know, which is what Riverdale ostensibly does. They're like, they're still they're still high schoolers, but now they're like, again, they got trying s- to kill the Zodiac. They got cell phones. They're trying to kill the Zodiac and, and they're banging they're banging the teachers. They're banging all their teachers. Yeah, it's bizarre. But you're like, yeah, at least they're in high school. At least I understand that. Yes, it makes a little bit more sense because you're like, these are dumb kids doing dumb things as opposed to. This all these people are supposed to be in their mid thirties, and it's it's more sad than anything else. They're still hung up about like all this horse shit they did in high school. It's like, sorry, yeah, you got to move on at some point, right? I that's yeah. Uh, at least I've been told. I don't know. <laughs> Mark, I, you know, I, I oh okay. So I uh, so what is Facebook for then? If not stalking people that I went to high school with. And then finding out their physical address, and then stalking them in real life. I, I mean, look, yeah. I'm doing the work here. Mark, would you recommend Archie to Riverdale and back again? Uh, absolutely no way. No, I would never. Not to my worst enemy. How does this I say? Watch this. How does this not not to your Reggie? Would you ever tell him to watch this? How does this stack up against Riverdale? Like, do you think that? Uh, do you think the people who made Riverdale watch this in any capacity and were like, you know, maybe maybe we see some hinders in this show? I, I think they were probably. I think they were probably aware of this. I don't know that it influenced Riverdale. Again, I, I only watched the first two seasons of Riverdale and an episode and an episode of the third season before I was like, "This is bizarre and strange." 
But like, I think that they probably they might have looked at this and said, like, okay, let's not do that. Let's yeah. not let's not make these people act like children, um, even though they are children. And I think that like also there's there's a Riverdale is just a more successful concept than this because it is at least committed to the weird sexiness. Yeah, like it's and and it's consistent mm-hmm. in that. Whereas this, the like the sex the three women want to bang Archie and he doesn't know what to do scene like that felt like it came out of nowhere. I felt like I was watching a different show. <laughs> well, yeah, because it was probably the best scene in the movie only because of the the staging and kind of like. You know, I I always liked it when they did that on Frasier. You know, people are coming indoors. There's always I always yeah, like Gilbert fun. and Sullivan esque kind of like tomfoolery on stage. Roz is like trying to bang Bulldog or something at, at the same like summer camp or whatever that like Niles and Daphne are at. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, that's fun. Well, uh, I'm I'm sorry to hear that you weren't a huge fan of this, uh, but uh, we have to we have to move forward. So we've gone to Riverdale and back again. We must rebuild. We can rebuild. We're going to continue, though. Uh, so that's it for uh, Archie uh, to Riverdale and back again. But we're going to continue forward looking at 1990 made for TV movies. And we're going to look at uh, one of the first uh, made for TV movies for the Fox Network. And it's from 1990. And it stars, look at this, listen to this lineup, Mark. It stars George Carlin and Ben Stiller. And it's called Working Trash. Meet two janitors who are about to find the secret of success is in the trash. This is gold. Now they're giving Wall Street a kick in the assets. Working Trash. Garbage like that you come across once in a lifetime. A world premiere comedy Monday on Fox. That's uh, that's what our that's what our bosses call us. That's right. They pointed us and they say working trash, and I'm like, am I Carlin or you, Stiller? Which one is which? That's right, Mark. They're like they say they don't care. Like you're trash They'll... and you're the work monkeys. So well, whatever. Oh, well, I'm like jokes on you. I'm certainly not working. I am trash though. Yeah. So you got you are correct about that. Uh, but it says on my check. <laughs> I had to legally change my name so that I could deposit them. But it's, it's so, who got the last laugh? Trash, that's who. Yeah. That's right, it's Mark. Trash. It's the story you've been waiting for. Two janitors find insider stock tips while uh, working uh, and cleaning out the garbage cans of their financial trading bosses. It's George Carlin and Ben Stiller in Working Trash, the first made-for-TV movie for the Fox Network. That'll be for next time. Mark, if you'd like to listen to past episodes, you can always do that by going to soundcloud.com. Thank, thank you for telling me specifically. <laughs> forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV Movie Night. You can email us at TV Movie Night Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on iTunes, subscribe there, leave a review. You can follow us and subscribe on Spotify. And you can also follow us and subscribe on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information and more. SoundCloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. Mark, is there anything else? Andrew, we're we're living we're living through COVID nineteen. There are 
stockpile of uh, foods flying off the shelves. But me, I've got my big plate of hamburgers. Oh. So I think I'm going to make it. Just gonna just you're just eating just eating you're just getting burged you're getting burged all day. Yep. Just just like just like Chughead, I'm gonna eat like sixty hamburgers one bite per burger. Mark, I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you on the news uh, getting pulled over for uh, driving under Berg. Because <laughs> uh, again, it's a it's a thing, and uh, people have to realize that if you eat a bunch of hamburgers, you know. It only it only takes like forty five to fifty to get a buzz off of it, and, and that's that's you're still gonna you're still gonna blow over the uh, the legal amount of burger. Yeah. Well, can't go anywhere anyways. Home. Home. That's two. Home. Three. <laughs>